Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's dive into a Friday Night Lake show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Christopher Tubbs is out this evening. Jonathan Lowe is in. It's the J-Lo show with the Lake show for the next two hours. Cal Soderquist with the uh, Timberwolves pregame at 8 o'clock and tip-off for Wolves, Memphis Grizzlies at 8.30. Whoop that trick. Who will be getting whooped tonight? I don't have a great feeling about this. We will get to the Wolves here in just a bit. But, look, I want to start tonight's show with the obvious in that it's Veterans Day. And I think that we're all so thankful for the people out there that have done the most that you could possibly ask for for the country. And there was a moment in my life about a decade ago, a little bit over a decade ago, in which I got about as emotional as I have ever been in my life with regards to a veteran, okay? And that is, well, my grandfather. My grandfather had just passed away. And... We're at the service, and I'm sitting there next to my sister, sitting there next to my father, and the rest of my family members. And my grandfather, the original Henry Lake, okay, I'm the third, the original, World War II, Navy, sitting there. In like any other service I had ever been to in my life, we're all remembering our loved one that had passed away. But there was that point in the service with the flag. And they fold it up in the unique way that they do. And they bring it over and right in front of me. They lean over, and I 
remember it like it was yesterday. They say to my dad and my aunt that they were presenting this flag on behalf of the president of the United States of America. And I'm I'm telling you right now, man, I don't know if you, if you, how many family members you, you've had that, that have served J-Lo, but I lost it. Now I was going to cry anyway, because my grandpa had passed away. Right. But there was just that moment where I just, I totally, it was a different type of cry. You know what I'm saying? Like I had never had before. And remember now, my mother had passed away. And, and me and my mom, like my mom was my best friend in life. That was a different type of emotion. It was a different type of cry. Me and my sister just kind of, we looked at each other and it just, it felt different. So, you know, I've always been somebody that's been thankful for the people that have done the most. Right. Because I think that we get caught up in our day to day lives and we just we kind of like we're coming and going and things are going so fast and we don't really think about all of our blessings. Sometimes we we forget about some of the sacrifices. And I'll never forget that moment. And I try my hardest not to forget about the sacrifices that people have done. For me to live, for you to live, for all of us as Americans to live the type of life that we have today. And when I think about, for instance, when we talk about funny election day, voting, I don't take it for granted. I don't ever want to hear a friend of mine or a family member of mine, anybody that says, well, my vote doesn't matter. No, your vote, your vote does matter. And there have been people that have been our ancestors or friends of our ancestors that didn't get an opportunity to vote, that lost their lives trying to get the opportunity to vote. So those are the things I don't take for granted. And for all of those those veterans out there, man, I'm extremely, extremely thankful. As am I. Um, I did have uh, both of my grandfathers did serve uh, time in the military. During World War II, my, grandfa- uh, my grandfather my mother's side uh, was in the Army and did cleanup duty after in Japan and in Korea after uh, World War II and after the Korean War. And so it wasn't necessarily combat, but still going to those areas, especially mm-hmm. after the devastation of what happened in those regions of the world, um, it, it, it can change a person. It can, it can make a person. It can change a person. It can do all that. And – what I what I say to veterans is number one, thank you, because that's something that I cannot see myself doing. Agreed. I'm with unless, you. Unless at the at the last at the last string of hope, the last tiny thread of hope, and and I need to do this, otherwise I won't survive. My family won't survive. That's it's a different thing. type of sacrifice. It yes. is. Yep. It is. Yep. And it, you bring up uh, voting and the ability for people like us to vote in this day and age. And Geraldine and I were talking about it uh, last week, you know, the Sunday before the the midterm election. And she has the same thought process that you do, that you, 
no matter how small you think it is, your vote does count. Your vote does have an impact. And, and you honor an the people before you. Yep, they came right. before you. Yep. Now, I think that we didn't bring up that necessarily, that okay. aspect of it. I think that's something that doesn't get talked about a whole lot is that the fact that we can vote today, not just as black people, but just as people in general. Yep. You know, if, if you if your family came from Africa or the Asian continent, you know, Japan or Vietnam or China or Korea, or if they came from uh, Germany or Russia or Italy, Ireland, if they came off the Mayflower, you know, if they go back all that way, there were sacrifices done throughout history to make sure that the people here today could have some sort of voice in what their politics are and who their leaders are and how the country is shaped. And so I I appreciate what you're saying in that the history of this country and the history of the people that have sacrificed for this country uh, should should help you determine, okay, I, I can make this this – Inconven- even if it's an inconvenience, make this inconvenience so that the honor of my father, my mother, my yep. my grandparents, my uncles, my aunts, my cousins, whoever uh, that went to fight for this country and fight for the freedoms of this country will continue on down the road. Yep. Now, personally, what I what I've said, what I said to her was, I think it's difficult to try to change people's minds if they are set in their ways. They have to be able to change their own thought processes to to find to figure out, okay, my vote is important, but you can at least tell them, "Hey, your voice matters. It might be small, yep, it might be drowned out by people that are shouting and screaming in the background, but it matters at in some level in some way, some way shape or form yep, I'm so thankful, so much gratitude to all the veterans out there all right, so coming up next, let's dive into sports, let's talk about the wolves. Because to me, there's an issue that the Wolves as an organization should be concerned about. And I'm not talking about just the chemistry or lack thereof of the guys on the court. We get to that next year on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, the Timberwolves got to get their act together. We're the radio home of the Minnesota Timberwolves. I bleed blue. It's my squad. I Yes, I claim them. When they win, I claim them. When they lose, I claim them. It's my squad. All right? They'll tip off tonight at 8.30. Pre-game starts at 8 o'clock. Cal Sorquist with the pre-game. They face the Memphis Grizzlies, who knocked them out of the postseason last year. The Grizzlies, you know what the Grizzlies are about. John Morant and that crew in Memphis. The grindhouse. They're ready to go. They're ready to battle, man. Desmond Bain. They got a squad. Tyus Jones. They got some ballers. Jerry Jackson. You said what? Jaron Jackson Jr. Oh, Jaron Jackson. Yeah, he's been hurt. He's been hurt for a while, but 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 yeah, you know, he's a baller too. They've got talent, we've got talent. But our talent has not been playing up to the level of the talent that's on the roster. The Wolves right now are five and seven. It's not good. Not good. On the struggle bus. The Wolves have to get it together, not just because they need to get their win-loss record together, but the Wolves, in my opinion, are going to quickly lose the fans' interest if they don't start winning. And I mean that. And when I when I say lose the fan interest, fans' interest, I'm not saying that when the Golden State Warriors come to town that people aren't going to go. Of course they are. I'm not saying that when, <laughs> when Philadelphia shows up and it's Joel Embiid that fans won't show up. Of course they will. I want fans to show up for every single game. I want fans to show up when a team isn't all that great. You know why? Because it's NBA basketball, and I love it. And we need the fans to get behind this team. We saw last year what target centers like when the fans get behind a team that's going all out and winning. When Luka's in the building, oh, you know, fans are going to be there. But how does it play out when, let's say, for instance, the uh, the Washington Wizards show up? Are you going to be chomping at the bit to get down to Target Center and hang out on First Avenue? Right? What about when the Sacramento Kings come to town? Are you going to be as excited? To me, your team being relevant means they're relevant every night. Not just when... The headliners come to town. Would you care when Charlotte comes to town? Would you care when the Pistons come to town? You should care when whoever comes to town. Right now, if you could have courtside seats for one game, J-Lo, for whatever the opponent is, whatever team, who would you pick? No question right now, it's the Dubs. 
It's the Dubs. It's the Warriors. It's the Dubs. It's 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 Steph and Clay and Draymond flailing punches at right. at, at uh, Jordan Poole. Let me take let me take the Dubs out of the conversation because that's kind of an obvious <laughs> choice. Let's take the Dubs out. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Let's take the Dubs out. Give, right. give me two other teams. I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see Luca and okay. Dallas. Okay. Um. See see him in person. And then the other one. I guess I guess uh, I should have gone last week. I couldn't because I was actually here on the board for it. But Giannis, man. Oh yeah, Giannis. Bucks. Yeah. No, no question. Giannis. That's a good one. I- I'll tell you a couple of teams that I would like to sit courtside for. And this is going to shock you because typically I'm not going to scream this this team, but. I think that they've got a legitimate shot at winning the whole thing this year. And that's the Cleveland Cavaliers with Donovan Mitchell in the mix and all of that stuff. Evan Mobley. Yep. They 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 got a they got a they got a squad. They got a squad. I think the other team that I throw into the mix would have to be I mean the Nuggets are good. The Pelicans are good, but I I probably have to lean towards the Joker. Yeah, because he's so good. I was thinking of of Jokovic. I was thinking who between the two do you want to see Jok Jokic or do you want Jokic or do you want to see Doncic? And I yep. went for Luca instead of the Joker. Dark horse team, Atlanta. Trey Young because of Trey. Wherever he goes, he seems to want to put on a show. Wherever he goes. But this is the thing. The reason why we're talking about this is because we're mentioning different teams that are exciting with good young stars, Zion for the Pelicans. But no one's going to care if the Wolves are just bad. The Wolves have to get it going now. I am a big Joel Embiid fan. Rock, chalk, Jayhawk, baby. But will it matter? To go see Mr. Trust the Process if we're not that good? It matters to me, but I'm not the typical fan. I'm a diehard fan. I work in the business. We're talking about them on the radio. This is our job. I want the fans out there that love this team, that love this organization, that buys the tickets, that goes to the games, I want them all in too. And I don't want to say this is kind of an idle threat to the Timberwolves organization. They know this. They don't have... Any goodwill stocked up as far as winning tradition. This isn't San Antonio. This isn't Boston. This isn't, you know, even even though this team was bad for a while, they had a winning tradition for about a decade and a half. This isn't Phoenix. You know, this is this is Minnesota where the, the franchise has not been good for the vast majority of its existence. Mm-hmm. And especially since Kevin Garnett left. So the time to build a potential fan base is now when you've come off of a season, you've gotten to the playoffs, you had a contentious. By the way, I was going to mention this. That series last last May, that got heated. Of course. That got spicy. That's why we're going to be so chomping at the bit to watch. Yes. It's tonight, tonight. Tonight. But don't make it lightning in a bottle. That's the one thing that you're trying to guard against. And 
has has the, the trade for Rudy Gobert kind of messed up a little bit of the chemistry? Who knows at this point? We're still trying to get through that. But what you're saying, you don't have that, that tank of goodwill stocked up for fans to draw back on, okay, I'll give them this season because they were good the last five seasons. They no, don't have that. They don't have that. It's, it's not going to work out for the Wolves in that way. All right, coming up next, after we take a look at the local weather, I want to talk to former State Senator Jeff Hayden. I got some questions for Jeff Hayden. Why this year, out of all of the years, where typically we see that dramatic shift in power from one political party to the next, we didn't see it this year. What were some of the main reasons, in his opinion, that Governor Walls was worthy of re-election? We'll talk to former State Senator Jeff Hayden. He joins us next year on The Lake Show. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, this week we've been talking plenty about the political landscape with Election Day this past Tuesday. So much to talk about all over the country and specifically here in the great state of Minnesota. And I said I wanted to get on former state senator Jeff Hayden, who's got uh, his finger at on the pulse at all times politically and does an amazing job of being an analyst um, across the board on both uh, radio and television. And he joins us now on the um, John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. First off, Mr. Hayden, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing fantastic, Henry. Thank you for having me. I'm watching uh, Trey Holman put in a little work today for, you know, our own Trey Holman for Michigan State. So we're having a great evening. Oh, man. See, now you're going to get me on the phone with Crystal in a minute. I'm going to have to call <laughs> Crystal Flint here in a minute and see what's going on. But 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 happy to have you here on the show on this on this Friday evening because you could be doing a million different things. But I, hey, man, I, I like that, man. I like how you roll on a Friday night. You like I'm gonna watch me some some college basketball. Let, let me ask you this: who, who is your favorite college basketball program? Because I'm a Jayhawk fan. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm always gonna make sure that I stay with the Gophers. I'm from I'm I'm, I'm from uh, I'm, I'm from here, but at the same time, you know, I always like Carolina Tar Heels. Um, you, you know, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta say Duke is, is, is at the top though. I know most people don't like Duke, but I, I certainly, uh, uh, like, like, like those two schools in North Carolina. No question about it. All right, let's get into what has occurred here, uh, this past week. And I want to start with just, you know, usually midterms, uh, there's a dramatic shift in power from one political party to the next. Um, not the case this year. Uh, the Democrats uh, across the country uh, exceeded expectations when everybody expected a, quote, red wave. Why do you think that that was the case? Yeah, you know, um, all the models, all of the polling and, and history told us 
that the, you know, the president's party in the first term loses a tremendous amount of seats, not only national, but, the, but in the legislature. But there were two, there were two times since World War II, it was right after the Clinton impeachment, that the country thought that the Republicans had went too far, and right after 9-11, in which the country came together and supported George Bush. This time, I think that what happened was the Roe v. Wade decision really woke up a lot of people, not only, not only just women, uh, but also people of color, and people who cared about democracy, and this, like, rolling back hard-fought rights that people um, uh, have fought for. And for the, for the Supreme Court, the Trump Supreme Court, to just the first thing they did out the gate was to roll it back. Um, I think people started to see that. The other underlying issue that I think a lot of people didn't talk about was the January 6th insurrection, mm. in which we got very close to people taking over and having a coup d'etat in this country. Uh, people storming the Capitol, looking for the Speaker of the House, looking for the Vice President, looking to do harm to them. And we got a chance to really see uh, in our living rooms behind the scenes of that. So I think that you started to start to understand that this kind of movement, this kind of, you know, this isn't like a Democrat or Republican thing per se, but this, this fringe wing uh, of folks, especially, you know, a lot of folks, and I don't want to offend people who supported President Trump, but there's a fringe wing there uh, that, that really started to threaten our democracy. I think Minnesotans started to pay attention to that. I think people in the country started to pay attention to that. And that was the extraordinary circumstance that kind of pushed back on this on this movement and where you saw Democrats make those gains. You know, that's interesting that you say that because that's the first time I've actually heard that, but it does make a lot of sense. And, and when I hear that from you, um, Jeff, it, it really tells me that the primetime um, – committee hearings that we had in terms of the January 6th committee, to me, that that says that it was significant, that it was very impactful for what they did. You know, I think it was because what it did is it made the case. You know, these, these political ads that hit you with one 30 seconds, 15 seconds, minute ads, they kind of pull out everything, said, you know, the, the governor's wrong about this, or Scott Jensen was wrong about that, or Keith Ellison. Well, the way that that worked, it was a bipartisan committee. You know, Representative Thompson from Mississippi, Benny Thompson, Representative Liz Cheney, Dick Cheney's daughter from Wyoming, right? Yep. Uh, both of them are patriots. Both of them love America. And they systematically, with the committee, walked you through, saw the footage, saw law enforcement people getting beat up, saw people storming the Capitol, storming the, the offices, looking for the vice president, looking for the Speaker of the House and largely looked at that the President of the United States at the time didn't do anything to stop it. As a matter of fact, he had a fuel to the fire. Um, I don't, I don't, that's not what America's about, no matter who you are. And I think that people started to understand that. And then the road decision started to show the manifestation of that behavior by pulling back rights. So I'm in an interracial relationship. My wife is white and Latina. You know, Henry, in Virginia in the, in the 60s and the 70s, or the 60s and the 50s, the Loving versus Virginia case, it was illegal in, in Virginia for me to marry my wife, right? Mm. And we could start to pull back the civil rights. We could pull back Jim Crow. We can go all the way to slavery. We can, the, the Roe v. Wade or the Dobbs decision, but the Roe, that, that rescinded Roe v. Wade, those were hard-fought decisions for women to say that they get to make the decision about their body. This between them and their healthcare professional, not a politician and not the government. And so... I think people, even if you aren't in favor of abortion, what most people are in favor of is them making that decision and not somebody doing that for them. 
And so since that kicked it down to the states, I think you started to see states like uh, Kentucky repudiate that, Kansas. And I think you saw this in Minnesota where people looked up and said, oh, wait a minute, we don't necessarily trust um, that Scott, that Dr. Scott Jensen, who I served with, I, I have a lot of respect for him, um, or Matt Burke, who's a political novice, well, we're sports fans, a great offensive lineman, but a political novice and really conservative. I think that it wasn't so much that Walls, Walls went through a lot. Governor Walls is a friend of mine as well, went through a lot. Uh, uh, Attorney General Ellison, who's a longtime friend, went through a lot. They might have not done everything the best that they could. I actually thought that they did a good job since I was also a legislator at the time of the uh, pandemic and George Floyd's murder. But I think that they trusted less that uh, uh, Matt Berg and, and Dr. Jensen and others could do it, especially representing a part of the Republican Party uh, that looked like it wanted to repeal rights away, which leads to our democracy uh, going away for a lot of people. Talking to former member of the Minnesota Senate, Jeff Hayden, here on The Lake Show on News Talk 830-WCCO. He's joining us on the John Schuster Coal Banker Hotline. So let's get into Governor Walls. What worked, in your opinion, or was the main reason or, or main reasons that folks said that Governor Walls was worthy of reelection? Well, you know, the one thing about Governor Walls is that, um, and I, you know, once again, I served with him. He, he, he makes a decision and he owns this decision. None of us in our lives, and people are fooling themselves if every decision that they make is the right decision, right? You take in the information that you have at the time and you go out there and you do the best that you can. Um, what Governor Walls did through two extraordinary circumstances, a worldwide pandemic and the murder of George Floyd, either one of them that he started, he had to go out and make decisions on how to keep this state safe. And some of those things in hindsight, I'm sure, uh, he would have ducked differently. Uh, but at the time, with the information that he had, he did the best job. We all did that served in the legislature, did the best job. So it's easy to Monday morning quarterback. I think people understand that. I think people understand that Governor Walls is a straightforward. He's a, he's a, he's a working class person. He was a command sergeant major in the National Guard. He was a football coach. Uh, he's a teacher and educator. Him and his wife, Gwen. And I think that ultimately, even if you didn't like some of his policies, even if you thought that some of the things he did was a little too much, the mask mandates or maybe closing down the schools, I think what they see is that he made the decision based on science. He made the decision based on the information that he had and that he owned his mistakes if things didn't go so well. I think that people trusted, uh, uh, a lot of people trusted Tim Walz uh, moving forward, and they just opposed that with, uh, with former Senator Dr. Scott Jensen who I don't believe that they uh, thought that, that he had a well-thought-out plan. And there were many times on the campaign trail in which Dr. Jensen talked about things but really couldn't back up how those things would actually work. And so I think it came, you know, down to all of those factors, but I think that people trusted uh, uh, Governor Walls uh, when it came time for, for a crisis. You know, Jeff, one of the things that – and I've harped on this all week long – um, and I don't think that there's any perfect candidate, right? We, there, we, you know, just like human beings, there's no perfect person. We all got flaws. But I thought that there was some very serious miscalculations by Republicans, um, not just nationally, but, it, but let's just stick strictly here in the great state of Minnesota because you mentioned, you know, the political ads, right? And, and one of the things that was always being harped on was lawlessness and crime and, 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 and all of this stuff that was being thrown at um, the, Demo- uh, the Democratic uh, Party. I think that there was a mis- major miscalculation because 
in terms of going strictly with that without laying out what is your plan? When we start talking about getting more police officers hired, what is the plan? When you talk about reducing crime, what is the plan? And I don't think that any member of the GOP was able to articulate for all of us as voters what their plan was. Uh, I think you're right. I think that it's easy to say what the problem is. It's much harder to say what the plan is to fix it, right? I think that you find communities that are stable, that have great housing, that have great schools, have less crime, right? And I think that the communities in our state and in our city that don't have those things have more crime, right? I think that the idea of having fleshing out what that crime and safety conversation is, it's law enforcement, it's community-based interruptive, disruptive mental health facilities. But beyond that, it's the condition. I just got off the phone with the state representative, um, and I'm not going to say her name because, you know, I want her to be able to articulate her plan. But one of the things that she was saying is that um, in Minneapolis, in Minnesota, we're 19% homeownership. We're, we're close to the 80% for white Minnesotans, right? I don't mean to racialize this, but what I do want to say is that if we're only at 19 to 23%, depending upon when you take the poll, we're last in the nation in black homeownership, and then synonymously there are communities that are predominantly black that have these kind of issues around crime. If we're only graduating black kids at 50-plus percent and they can't compete in the workforce, get that great education like you and I had and be able to compete in the marketplace, um, then they end up turning and making poor choices. And so I think that the conversation, and I think the work that Governor Walls, I can say it, people can say that I'm partisan. I think people know that I'm a Democrat. I served in the Democratic legislature. But we work together to put money in community, workforce development, education, housing, infrastructure, inside of those communities, because we know the outcome of that means that you have less crime, that people feel like that they're part of this community and they don't have to disrupt it. Now, mind you, there are some people that just need to go to jail. There's some people who, no matter what you do, they're going to have to cool their jets, as my grandmother used to say, and (laughs) sit down and keep them out of harm's way. But there are a lot of folks that are making poor decisions because they don't feel like they have any other choice. And so the conversation that I think that Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor um, uh, Flanagan and members of the legislature, by the way, shout out to Senator Bobby Joe Champion, the first black uh, president of the Minnesota Senate. That's right. Uh, and my good friend, Kerry Desick, who's going to be the majority leader from Northeast Minneapolis. But, you know, and I served with them. They're my friends. Um, I'm extremely biased in terms of their leadership. But I also know that their leadership and other leadership that work, working with the governor uh, and the Speaker of the House, I don't want to leave her out, and others are really working to make more vibrant communities. And this isn't taking one from the other. This is bringing up communities that, that have been disaffected over the years, redlining, uh, uh, other, other disinvestments, and bringing those investments on par to the rest of the state. And I think you'll find that Minnesota is a very good state. It'll become a great state. And I think that those, I feel like I'm preaching here. I feel like I'm back on the campaign trail. <laughs> but I think that those are the things that we can do. And I think that, unfortunately, uh, former Senator Jensen and Matt Burke and Kim Crockett and Jim Schultz uh, and Kirk Dowd and other Republicans, Many who I know, this is not a disrespectful uh, conversation, but I think that they lack the understanding of what it is that they need to do. I think they easily pointed out the problem, but didn't come with the solution, or the solution would simply to lock everybody up 
and we went through the war on drugs in the 90s and we saw that that didn't work. So I I, I just think that we have to do more. Um, I also will say that um, this state is getting, uh, they said it when I got on that station 12 years ago, we're getting grayer and browner, we're getting more diverse. And when you look at the maps, um, that that reflected in how people voted, uh, where the region, way out in Anoka County voted for, you know, Democrats there. And I think that the Democratic Party not only has these solutions that maybe people like or don't, but they certainly uh, outreach and have a much more diverse coalition that's more reflective of the state. All right, final question for you. We're talking to former uh, Minnesota State Senator Jeff Hayden here on The Lake Show on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. About 90 seconds. The question is this. Um, How is your view now of polling, not just locally but nationally? I think that polling will be forever viewed um, differently based off of this election cycle. And the reason why I say that, Jeff, is because it was inaccurate, extremely inaccurate. And whether you believe that Republicans were utilizing polling to try to shift it and create a red wave that never was truly there, that could be one thing. But I think another thing that was not factored into the polling, we got to give the young people their flowers. The young people came out and they really represented when we talked about going out there and voting. So your thoughts on just polling in general and and where how it's going to be viewed on moving forward. Yeah. So I think that polling um, I I think that it may catch up at some point. But polling is behind the times in terms of how they interact with people, how they call people, um, how they how they touch bases with people. And so. I think often pollsters are still picking up the landline, are trying to call you and get you on the line. I, I don't think that they're utilizing all of the, the, the way in which we communicate uh, to be able to get to, to be able to understand how people are really feeling. I, I think that historical presidents took over the polling and people just said, well, I don't really know. And I got some information, but I'm going to use history as my guide. And I think that things are changing so rapidly that we have to find a different way on how to talk to the electorate, understand what their issues are, and then be able to get that information out of them. So right now, the the way that we are polling is is antiquated, antiquated and inadequate. However, it's still a business, and people will still sell you to say that they know what is going on. But I think that the the better uh, 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 ways in which we talk to people. Here's the last thing I'm going to say uh, to you: uh, people of color. Uh, African-American people, African-American women in particular, but people of color and young people, right, I think that often we're not talking to them. They're not the ones picking up that phone. And so the more that we can get into communities to where people are and have a conversation with them, that is that is richer than are you going to vote for A or B, but really start to understand how they feel. And you can extrapolate from them who's the candidate that they're more likely to support. I think that that's going to be the way that we poll in the future. Jeffrey Hayden, ladies and gentlemen, give him a follow on Twitter at Jeffrey Hayden. As long as Twitter's still a thing, because it could be uh, it yeah, could be extinct. Never know. That thing is going too. Who knows what's going on? These guys got a little bit too much money. They got a god complex. So, I know. Uh, so I think at some point that thing may have to start over again too. Yeah. But. But at any rate, listen, brother, you are doing a fantastic job. Anytime uh, that you want me on this show or anything I can do to help you, let me know. I appreciate that. Hey, Jeff, uh, best uh, to you and continued success, my friend, and we'll talk to you soon.
I appreciate that. Big shout out to Van Hayden. He's listening to you while he's doing a movie. My cousin out uh, out in Atlanta. He listens to you every. Day. Oh, all right. That's what I'm talking about, man. We're doing big things here. Thanks again, Jeff Hayden, yes, joining us here Thank on the you. John Schuster Cowell Banker Hotline. All right, I know we went a little bit over. We'll take a quick pause, break, come back, wrap up the hour next. All right, thanks again to Jeff Hayden for being on the show. He's on it, man. He is on it. He does a great job. You're talking about political analysis. Um, he's a really good analyst. Um, I, you know, slight bias, you know, because I know him, know his pops and everything, whatever, uh, good people. But, he, no, he, he, he knows his stuff, man. I mean, and, and this is the thing. He's not saying it from trying to be like some bias, like DFL guy. Whatever. Like, he, he served Right. And he's been with with the you know, with these folks that he's talking about. And he he said he has respect for Scott Jensen. Right. He mentioned that and for others that were part of their races. So not trying to uh, not trying to slight any of those that lost their races here this past uh, this past week. All right. Coming up next here. Top of the hour. Let's talk Minnesota Viking football. No Josh Allen potentially means what for the Vikings? We get to that next. Henry Lake. Jonathan Lowe on a Friday night on The Lake Show. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 